Hi, and welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast, co-hosted by Abby Thiering, the Badass Breastfeeder, and Diane Cassidy, IBCLC. Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. I'm Diane Cassidy, lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And this week, week six, we are going to talk about milk supply and milk supply issues or milk supply not issues, however you want to look at it. <laughs> the milk supply issues that you think you have. There you that go. You, That's that you probably been. don't have. I'm always worried about saying to a mom who calls me freaking out about milk supply, be like, well, a lot of them are perceived. Like, you don't want to tell them you're crazy. No, you know, of you know, course Because not. it's not. They're not. There's something happening there that's absolutely looking like there's a milk supply issue. Yeah. But more often than not, there really is not a milk supply issue. Right. Right. And I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, when I had my first, I, my, um, labor was induced and, um, he was not ready. I mean, he was like, no, I was not dilated. I was not a face. It was nothing. There was like no indication that he was anywhere near ready to be born. And I was induced cause I was 41 weeks. I bet you he could have gone another week or two. Oh yeah. And yeah. And, um, so I had him and then, you know, I was like, they're like, you don't have any milk. You don't have any milk. So you have to give them formula. And so that's the kind of a situation that I've always kind of wondered because, because I was induced. And so maybe I really wasn't making what I needed to make yet. Cause he wasn't ready. What do you say about that lactation consultants? I say that they're filling your mind with very, very, very disempowering and bad information. Yeah. So, I mean, how it happens, it's really so cool how our bodies work that, you know, you're everybody, well, I'm not making colostrum right now, but everybody's pregnant <laughs> in the listening world. Like you're making colostrum and, you know, your body is generating this colostrum. Some women leak a little bit, some women don't. It has no correlation to anything. But that colostrum is there. And then, you know, you have your baby, but your milk supply, your milk does not start production, like your actual milk, your colostrum is there, but the milk does not start production until the placenta leaves the body. Like the minute the placenta leaves the body, hormone shift, out goes, you know, the placenta, in comes a prolactin, down goes the progesterone, and it just all starts. That's what triggers it. So you're mm. not supposed to have that milk yet. But if your baby's born and the placenta's gone, whether they're, you know, early, late, whatever, that's when you're, you know, things are going to kick in. But uh -huh. the colostrum is there for, you know, a good couple of days. But babies don't need more than that for the right. first couple of days. And that's where the bad information comes in. You know, if your baby was meant to have milk on day one, you would have milk on day one to give to that baby. Right. But they don't need that on the first day of life or the second day of life. So it's not there. And usually milk starts to come in, you know, day three, day four, um, for some women a little longer, depending on the situation, but it's your baby is, doesn't need anything but that. And somehow in our society, we have grown accustomed to thinking that these babies need something more in the first two days of life. And they really don't. Yeah, I think we've also grown accustomed to just like, for some reason, for some reason, we can be pregnant 
grow this baby without really any, you know, are you, were you like worried about your pregnancy? I mean, like I, as a, somebody who worries a lot, I wasn't even that worried about it. I didn't really, you know, you read kind of what's going on. Oh, the week 33, you can read like in, you know, some book about yeah. what's going on. Like our baby just grows. Nobody's like, oh my God, my baby, you know, I can't grow my baby. Like you just, you just have a baby. You just grow the baby. And then as soon as the baby's born, we have no confidence that our body is going to do anything. Right. You know, it's like for some reason we can get through pregnancy. And then when it comes to breastfeeding, maybe it's it's boobs. But we're just like, oh, well, obviously my boobs are not working properly. And people just assume that's going to happen. With so many people. And they they really do just assume it. Like, and sometimes they'll say to me, so often I would like to breastfeed if it works. If it works. I mean, it's worked our whole, I I mean, just for millions of years it's worked. So why all of a sudden is it not going to work? But somebody is putting this in her, even when, you know, when I was pregnant, oh, well, if it works for you. Or, oh, I, you know, I don't know if it's going to work. Or what if you're not making enough milk? And what, you know, people plant that seed all the time. And then you think, what if if I'm not making enough milk? And what if this is really happening? And, you know, I mean, I've had moms call me and be like, yesterday everything was fine. Today I have nothing. Overnight it's gone. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) No, and and I think people, people also make this judgment based on these things like pumping, like I'm not pumping very much. You know, pumping is a, a terrible indicator of how much milk you have. I mean, I could never pump anything more than like half an ounce. It's and, terrible. you know, I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, I mean, like I finally learned that that it had, I just was like, I can't pump very much. I just don't respond to a pump. Yeah. And a lot of or, women don't. And they get yeah. they they think they do or they compare to the woman that they're talking to on Facebook that says, oh, I pumped 15 ounces in the last two times I've pumped. Yes, and I, I've donated one, one million ounces of milk to the NICU. Like, thank God for those women. That's awesome. But, yeah. like, that's not normal. That's it's, not normal. It's not. And it's very individualized. Very, very individualized. Mm-hmm. And people ask me questions like, how much should I be pumping? How much should I get? What should <laughs> I get? That's like saying, right. how much should my baby weigh when it's born? How much do you right. think my baby should weigh? <laughs> You know, yeah. it's so individualized. Everything just is very dependent on who you are. But we can't gauge. The only time I, I look at the pumping is if a mom says to me, I, I I think I have a milk supply issue. I'm pumping. I'm feeding. You know, baby's fussy. I don't think they're getting enough. And then they'll just take a bottle right afterwards, which they will, by the way. People think they won't do that. Yes. They really will. And I'll say to that mom, okay, how much are you pumping? I'm only getting an ounce out of each breast. Like that is not a milk supply issue. My my women that have actual milk supply issues are pumping a drops, if that. Oh, drops, yeah, right, right. I am not, you know, seeing that. That's the only time I gauge anything by pumping. I have had moms call me and say my pediatrician suggested that I just pump to see how much the baby's getting. I'm like that tells us nothing. That tells us absolutely nothing. And it's the worst information you could get. Yeah. Isn't the best way to see how much your baby um, drank is to like put them on one of those special scales, feed the baby, put them back on the scale. It's, it is pretty fun to do that. And you can yeah. see. Yeah. yeah. And, you and it's can, like, wow. And it's the problem. It's always more. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that all that was in my boob. It is. It is. All, all that milk is in your boob. Even though 
Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. The, one of the things that I think is kind of, you know, would really alters how moms think about it is, you know, you, you get that, that milk comes in, you know, you're pregnant and you're, you're just kind of getting bigger. Your breasts are tender. You have this baby, the milk comes in and you feel huge. Like you yeah. just feel full. You look like yeah. you have a different body. I was like this tiny little thing. I had just come out of the army when I had my first son. I, you know, was running a ton and I was tiny and I remember looking at myself and he was a July baby and all I had was like little tank tops and stuff like that from the summers previous. Mm -hmm. And I remember even like being invited to a family birthday party or something and saying, I, I look obscene. I cannot leave the house. (laughs) Like I look like I belong on a pole somewhere. This is crazy. (laughs) I cannot go out and you get this full, like this huge, you feel huge. You feel full. Sometimes they're hard as a rock, depending on the, whatever's going on. But then your body adjusts like within a few days and those moms call me and go, Oh my gosh, my breasts are soft. Does that mean my milk's gone? Yep, they just assume. Yep, see, there couldn't po- couldn't possibly be anything in here. You know, look how saggy it is. Right, it's they they you just know? feel so soft. There couldn't be it's anything. It's just in a there. normal breast. Now, you know, it's yeah, like, that's no, normal. You're not supposed to feel like huge and hard as a rock for a year. Like, who would do that? Yeah, right. Nobody wants to walk around right. like a big milk machine for a year. Like, it's no, you. Yeah, your body knows how to make enough milk for your baby and nothing else. Right. It's like everything adjusts. Your body adapts to everything. It doesn't mean anything's gone. Um, it, it's all good. You know, um, milk supply yeah. issues are not as common as people think they are. And the other, the other is like my baby is really fussy on my breast, so he's not getting he's not getting any milk. Yeah. Well, your baby is fussy all the time, and for like a million different reasons. Oh my gosh, so many. <laughs> <laughs> different reason. I'm like, so, you know, I, like there's been times I've actually said to people, once I ask a few questions and kind of get an idea of what's going on behind that, because of course they call me and say, the baby's fussy at the breast. So they must not yeah. get it. Nothing's coming out. They're mad. First of all. Right. <laughs> they're okay. mad because there's no milk. They know there's no milk. They're yelling at my breast. Right. You're, there's, your baby's not putting that together. They're really not. Right. They're not putting that t- together yet. And that's not happening. I've had, I've actually said, I don't think your baby's hungry or I don't think your baby is like ready to eat yet. Um, because that just, yeah. those things can happen and your baby can kind of like, especially when they get to that age where they know when they want to eat and they know when they don't want to eat and they will not go on if they don't want to eat and they will cry and fuss yeah, and it has right. nothing to do with how much milk is in the breast. It has everything to do with what they want to do at that moment. Again, yeah. not a feeding And like issue. maybe they're cold or too bright or they're uncomfortable or, you know, you're holding them when their arm is like bent back the wrong right. way. Or, There's you know, a gas bubble. Like they There's could, something. Yeah. Their arms bent yep. back. Oh my gosh. You know, like the, even like the way that we hold babies, like, you know, very few people actually like lean back and let the baby kind of like come to the breast. Right. Like we're all sitting up with the baby's like right or left arm is like jammed underneath their body and like... <laughs> You know, it's not comfortable for them. It's not. And they will, you know, they're they're little people just like we are. And you need to kind of remember that this is the only way they can communicate with you. Their only means of communication is to cry and to squawk. Yeah. So doesn't always mean that it's a milk supply issue because that's the first thing we go to. There's something terribly wrong with the milk and the milk supply and my body. And that must be it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Women, we do. We have this deep, deep 
distrust of our bodies, ability to take care of our baby. And I think like, I always bring this up, but you know, we live in this culture that's, that doesn't value women and our ability to take care of and nourish babies with our bodies. And I think it just becomes, this is how we end up thinking of ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's so doubtful and distrustful and, and people plant that seed so easily. Like words that come out of our mouth. We talk about, you know, for kids, and I don't know, you know, if anybody listening, you know, my kids are said, teeny, teenagers. So there's so much focus on bullying now mm. and bullying in the schools and watch what you say and bullying on social media. And then you have these moms that somebody, whether it be their partner, their doctor, their mother, their neighbor, somebody has said to them, well, you know what? Sometimes people just don't make enough milk and that's okay. And they say it so easily, like not realizing how much that can crush a new mother to yeah. think that now she cannot provide for her baby. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's so damaging to your psyche. It's so damaging to your self-esteem and your confidence level as a mother. Right. And that does not, they, I think they're, they, people want, they're trying to make you feel better. They're trying to say like, Oh, it's okay. And it doesn't, it's not okay. And it doesn't make you feel better. It makes you feel totally crappy about not being able to take care of your baby, but people don't, they're just like, Oh, it's okay. Oh. And the other thing, you know, you can just give them formula, just supplement with formula. Okay. That's like the worst thing you can do. If you think you have milk supply issues is, is. like introduce formula. Cause then now you're now now you really will have supply issues. You will, and the baby's not going to feed well at the breast because they're full from the formula. So yeah. it's they're going to take less and less from the breast. Now you really got a, a milk supply problem. Mm-hmm. So it's it is just a cycle that will get worse. The best thing to do is to talk to somebody, whether it be you get on a Facebook group and or as you know some sort of social social media or some sort of breastfeeding support or mom support or anything or like call that call lactation call consultant call lactation consultant talk to anybody get on Abby's blog anything and just say you know like this is happening what is it what's going on what should i do should i automatically supplement should i just and the pro, it's not like okay my milk is gone i should just supplement we really should find out what's going on because you know what, yeah. you just all of a sudden, if this is an issue that is, you know, because more often than not, see, I'm getting all worked up. I can't even like work my sentences. <laughs> if more often than not, a mom thinks she has a milk supply problem, it's a problem with how the baby is feeding. Mm-hmm. So often it is not a milk supply problem. And nobody wants to say, okay, there's something wrong with my baby. And these babies are perfect. They're perfect. But they don't necessarily come into the world in a perfect way. So... Sometimes it is hard for them to figure out how to get this milk out. We just need to work with yeah, them right. and help them figure out yeah. how to get the milk out. And it's not a milk supply issue. But just yeah, to, to just yeah, start supplementing and just assume, okay, it's me, you know, I, I'm just going to supplement. Your baby's still going to have that issue. That issue's not going away. Yeah. So we need to figure out what's going on there. Yeah. And that's such, that's such a good point is like, no matter, you know, you're going to have to help, you, you know, your body is going to do all these magical things, but you will have to help. You're going to have to help your newborn. You're going to have to help them figure out how to latch onto your breast. You're going to have to figure out, you know, help them, you know, get that, get the milk out of your breast. Yeah. And that was like, that was the big thing with Exley was he wasn't, he wasn't gaining enough weight. And I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? And, you know, I had a lactation consultant who was like, 
you know, help him with his latch, try some breast compressions to kind of help him, you know, get it out. And like, it was gone. He, it was off. It was fine. Within a week, the problem was completely resolved. Yeah. But he gained like double what he was supposed to gain. You don't think about those things. You think that this baby's born and cause we, everybody says, Oh, breastfeeding. It's so natural and instinctive. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. And no, really? Yes. And no, we all need to, we need to figure it out. It's very instinctive for them to do it. You know, it's mm-hmm. what they know how to do instinctively, but we don't birth babies naturally in our society anymore. Right. So to just assume that this baby is now going to be able to latch and feed when they've been exposed to Lord knows what during an induction yeah, is asking a lot of these little babies. They need help. They do. They need help. And moms also need to be taught latch and breast compressions and how to help the baby because the baby does need help. They can't support the weight of the breast. They can't support a crappy latch or a crappy position. You know, they need really to, to have that help. They really do. Yeah. And I mean, Axley was born naturally in my house and he needed help. Yeah. He just, he's a baby with a mouth. He doesn't know what to do with it. They don't know how to stop. Like he knows. Right. He knows how to get to the, instinctively, he did the breast crawl. He knew what to do. But I mean, he still needs help with his tiny little mouth with no muscles yet. Like Mm -hmm. how to get it in there and how to, yeah. It's, you know, and I I tell people all the time, you know, babies, they're in the womb. You know, they're, they're spending nine months curled up in the womb. They're getting everything through the placenta. They don't have to do anything. And then they come out and they have to figure out how to suck, swallow, and breathe and coordinate all of that. (laughs) in order to get a feeding and if they don't do right. it right the first time we're like okay you're getting a bottle like yeah, how oh, yeah, is that? yeah you suck at breastfeeding you suck yeah you can't have any more so i guess that kid will always have training wheels and will <laughs> have to be carried forever because they're not gonna learn how to walk or tie a shoe so <laughs> come on like babies need to figure it out they need to figure it out it has nothing to do with milk supply and um, it is very very scary when, as you said, you know, a doctor says to you, your baby's not gaining. Yeah. We automatically yeah. go to, it's something I'm doing wrong. It must be my fault. I must not be feeding right. Like, we automatically go to that place. But we really need to look at everything and go, all right, what is the problem? What is the problem? Is it truly a milk supply issue? And if it is, why? Why is it a milk supply issue? Because milk supply issues are not that common. And right. they usually can be traced right back to, is it a hormonal issue? Is it a breast surgery? You know, like what is causing this milk supply problem? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I, I do. And, and I'm not a lactation consultant, so I don't, I don't, I try not to give people, you know, advice like that, but people say, you know, I'm not making enough milk and I'll say, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know? How do you know you're not making enough milk? And usually they can't answer the question. Well, my, you know, well, you know, then it's like, oh, my, my breast is, doesn't feel full. And my, my baby's, you know, um, um, fussy at my breast or he's not gaining, you know, he's not, he's not getting, he's not gaining enough weight. That's he's another not, thing. Your baby is not, that's not, you're still, you're making enough milk. Yeah. That's not a milk supply issue. Or the baby's not sleeping all night or, yeah, you know, okay. my friend's baby goes three oh. hours in between and yeah. wonders why my baby is only going an hour and a half. Right. You know, the other amazing thing, there's so much to lactation that people don't appreciate. There's so much to it. And women's breasts 
hold different capacities of milk. You know, so you might have a woman with huge breasts and you think, oh my God. And people, of course, our society goes, oh, you have small breasts, you're not going to make enough milk. I still hear that. Right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and people think, oh, you have big breasts, you're going to make a ton of milk. Not necessarily. There could be a lot of fatty tissue in that big breast. That might yep. not be that, and the mom will make enough milk, but her breast might, the capacity to hold all that milk might be smaller. Yeah, there's no correlation between right. the size of your breast and the amount of milk that you're making. None. Absolutely none. None at all. So every situation is very, very different. I have come across recently um, in the last few years moms that are not making enough milk, like legitimately not making enough milk. And when you trace back everything, it really goes back to how the baby was born and the fact that the baby was not stimulating well in those first two weeks of life. Mm-hmm. And that is really, and a lot of times that's a very traumatic, it was an induction that led to a C-section. Mm-hmm. The baby was separated from the mom because of blood sugar or body, t- whatever, um, infection. They weren't stimulating, you know, mom's pumping for, you know, instead of feeding because the baby's not yeah. latching. That kind of stuff will absolutely interfere with how much you're able to make. Mm-hmm. Not always, but it can. And the solution to that is not to supplement with formula. No, it's education. Like you can't. Yeah. And you can, if you, if you are in that, truly are in that situation where you're not making enough milk, you can make more. You can. Absolutely. You know, some lactation consultant can help you do that. And there's, I mean, it's not an all or nothing thing. You know, it's a lot of this is education and Mm -hmm. knowing what do I need to do and getting the help for that. You know, and it's, it's overwhelming. And sometimes, you know, the, in the hospital, they don't have all that time to spend with you. Pediatricians offices, they don't have the time to spend with you. They Mm -hmm. might say, you know, like you were saying, you, you feed, you pump, you know, those early days where babies aren't gaining well, you feed, you pump, you're supplementing, you're, you know, you barely close your eyes for 20 minutes and then you're up doing it all over again. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And I think if moms know, okay, there's an end to that. That's not going to be forever. You know, we have to, it's, it's manageable. Um, utilizing friends and support, having them help you is a big deal. Yeah. And don't get up, don't get up every two. I mean, every two hours with my, yeah. I mean, I, I remember doing this like mania thing with my first. It was like, we're getting up out of bed. You know, he's sleeping right here in this bassinet here. Like everybody's got to get up. We got to sit up. We got to, we got to, we got to breastfeed. Then we got to, cause I, we were supplementing with formula f- with my first mm-hmm. and, um, and then we got to like shuff him over here and get him, get his diaper changed. And you know, well, no wonder he can't sleep. I mean, <laughs> you know, nobody can sleep. No, you know, with my second, I was like, here, you, we're going to lay in this bed together all night. I'm not changing your diaper. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, he, you, I'm, they're babies. They have tiny little peas anyway. I mean, seriously, what you know, they're fine. Yeah. And we're just going to lay here and as long as we possibly can because we're both tired and we're, you can just sit here and stay latched onto my boob all night and just do what you got to do. It's, and that's so how I, I think you there's so much like, yeah, and there's, right. And there's so much like fear around you know, like what you're supposed to be doing that people are making it, people are making it a lot harder than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not, you know, it's not their fault because we all these cultural like things that make us afraid of sharing a bed with our baby or afraid of, you know, 
laying down to breastfeed or, uh, you know, these things that were, oh my God, you can't do that. Your baby's going to get hurt. (laughs) I had a mom one time who had, it was some kind of muscle thing. I want to say multiple sclerosis, but I I don't think that was it. But she had this newborn and we had a really hard time being able to position her baby in her arms because her arms Mm -hmm. just did not have that kind of strength. So she Mm -hmm. would lay down and nurse her baby and everything was great. She was comfortable. Baby was comfortable. Baby's gaining. It's great. She told her pediatrician that's what she was doing. And they were like, that's an advanced hold. You shouldn't be doing that. An advanced hold. What the hell is that? that (laughs) (laughs) That's her before. That's how she solved her problem of breastfeeding her baby with a physical issue. And she was, told that she shouldn't be doing that oh my god i you know if you look at the different they're just now they're just making up that just making up that's made up by the way yeah that's made up by the way badasses that is made up yes so if you look at other societies which a lot of people don't do but have you ever watched the movie babies no i've heard that's a really good it it's good. like a documentary thing, isn't it? Yeah. And it's going back a few years now, but I used to show it when I worked. Um, I worked for an inner city pregnancy program in, um, in Rochester here in the city and had a lot of young moms and teen moms and, you know, single moms. And I would show that because it was very powerful and it was, it's engaging. It is a documentary. There's no talking even, and it goes on for like an hour oh. or two, but it's, it follows babies from four different cultures, um, Africa, Mongolia, I think, Japan, and United States. I think that's it. I could be making it up, but I'm pretty sure those are them. And it's amazing how different the cultures are and how they react to their children. And you see these African cultures where the babies are being worn all the time. They're mm-hmm. just nursing when they feel like it because they're on the mom and the mom doesn't is just like whatever. And they're, you know, raised in these communities where there's all these people around helping the aunt and the mom and the friend and everybody. These kids are growing up together. Nobody's isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are the kids that would that were walking first and communicating mm-hmm. with each other. And, you know, it was just amazing to see the differences in these babies at the same stage of life. And I used to always say that, you know, to my moms, like, who which babies are seem more well-rounded and more, you know, and they were like, well, those little babies in that little African village. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, the moms, those moms were just breastfeed all the time. There was no like, okay, you have to wait three hours or you just fed, you can't feed now. Or the baby must be not getting enough because you know, there, there was none of that. There was none no, of that. They, yeah. And they have so much connection to like older generations that have breastfed and have, you know, done this and they're not constantly interrupted by, you know, the doctor coming into your room and telling you all this misinformation. Like they're, you know, we're, we're here, we're in this like modern first world country. And, you know, obviously it's a lot of great things about living here, but we're so diff distant from, you know, that natural state of living or this, you know, this instinctive way of living where, where, where the elders are, 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 have done it and are watching you and are teaching you how to do it. And they just know from experience. It's very, it's very not coming from, you know, a school, a classroom, you know, that kind of thing. It's so disconnected, you know, yeah, and right. breastfeeding is really 
it's like an art form, this old art form that we got, that got lost. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just got lost somewhere along the way and was replaced. And now that people are trying to make it happen again, it's, we're making up all these rules. Yeah. Don't need to go with it. Yeah. There are a lot of, yeah, that's true. There, there's like all the, yeah, we're making up rules because we don't know. There's such a disconnect. We forgot. We forgot. Like we forgot what to do and we don't have it connected instinctively anymore. And so we're kind of like, now we're like, well, let's make a rule book. Let's all just make up some rules and then we'll. Yeah. And they're all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the rules are wrong. (laughs) You know, and and the milk supply rule we're going to put in the book with the positions with the laying down position being wrong, that'll go in that book. And then also in that book is going to be weight gain and how babies should gain a certain amount by a certain time or else they're not breastfeeding well. Or they're not thriving. Yeah. They're not thriving. They have to be at a certain percentile or they're not thriving. And I tell moms, because moms get obsessed with the percentiles. Yes. I'm like, you can have a baby in the 80th percentile does not mean they're healthy. Right. Those percentiles don't tell us any like I don't even know why that's out there, but people get obsessed yeah. with it. My baby should be in this percentile. It's my just baby like dropped this many percentiles. Right. It's just this way of measuring. We are obsessed with a way of measuring things, yes. but it's completely inaccurate. Obsessed with the measuring, and I, you know, and I try to explain that to parents when they say, like, how how much how much is my baby getting? How much? I had this one day, one time, like putting it. Trying to really, I give him so much credit because he really was trying to be logical about this. <laughs> and he was like, like really, well, every three hours she's able to pump this many ounces, which means that if the baby feeds at this time, that they should be getting about this much. And I'm like, no, like it doesn't work like that. <laughs> and he goes, well, what do you mean it doesn't work? Like really had a hard time wrapping his brain around the fact that it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. We can't measure it like that. There is no way to measure. And in our society where we measure everything and we time everything and we look at everything very, very critically, then you're given this baby and we're like, what do we do? There's, there's no way to measure this. How do I go on with my life? What happens? You're right. How do I just, you know, just, you know, just breastfeed on demand and just trust your body. And like we say all these things and it's so hard. It's so hard to do it. It's not what we normally do. We don't just, you know, just trust your body. Trust your body and your baby. Trust your body and your baby. And then you have people. It's true. That- it's true. But it's so hard. It's like you can't just be like, uh, you know, it's hard to put your whole cultural way of thinking out of your head. I know. And it's so simple. So simple. Yeah. So take home message on this is milk supply is not a common problem with mothers. It is not. It is not a common problem with mothers. If you feel like you're having a milk supply issue, tell them what to do, Abby. Call a lactation consultant. <laughs> Call a lactation consultant. <laughs> Call somebody. Talk with somebody about this. Work it out. Break it down. Figure out what's going on. It does not mean the end of your breastfeeding relationship at all. Right. And yeah, and know that your, your saggy, floppy breast... <laughs> Which also you know, gets blamed on might, breastfeeding. It might what? It also gets blamed on breastfeeding. 
Well, that's what I was going to say. Like your saggy breasts and you're not, you know, you're not gaining weight baby and your fussy baby at the breast. These are not milks. These are not things that point to milk supply. It does not. These are issues that can be resolved. You've got enough milk. You just got to get it in your baby's belly. Yeah. And that sometimes is where we need to get the help. So uh, find help, get the help. And we will help you lead you in that direction if we need to. Yes, we can help you too. If you need a lactation consultant, yeah. email thebadassbreastfeeder at gmail.com and I will connect you to a lactation consultant in your yes. area. Get it and into- obviously Diane is a lactation consultant, so she can help you too. I will. And get into the badass community. You know you want to be there. So <laughs> it's there for everybody. Yep. And we are coming to our end of episode six. So leave us a review. Love us if you love us, and we will see you next time. Bye.